The thought is that, you know, uh, tumors feed more on glucose or on sugar. Um, and this idea, according to this article that you found in New York Times, was actually uh, brought up in like the 1920s. Yeah. Physiologists. I know, which, I mean, I feel like I've heard about this study mm-hmm. going like back to when I was a child. Yeah. And I'm a child of the 80s. Yes, I'm dating myself. Not the 20s. Um, no. No. Not future. Um, but yeah, it was, I, it's been around, it's been this concept that has stuck in just sort of the general zeitgeist, yeah. I guess, that sugar is bad. Sugar makes you sick. Like if you have too much sugar, it's going to make you right. get cancer or something. Right. And it, that study ended up spurring a whole bunch of things, like all of the, remember when things had like mm. low sugar, no sugar. Yep. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We are going to have a or explore a topic that I think I've heard talked about multiple times on podcasts. And uh, we actually, Shannon discovered this article in uh, New York Times about basically sugar feeds cancer. Or does oh, sugar feed does, cancer? Yeah, does sugar feed cancer? And is cutting out sugar a way to either prevent or treat cancer? Yeah, that's a. There you go. See, that's the way. That's why you're here. You're way to, That's why I'm You're good here. with words. <laughs> you're real good. So yeah, so we're gonna uh, kind of explore that topic to see if there's any truth behind it, um, or you know, set the record straight from what we found in the article. So. Stay tuned for that, but before we get into that part of the podcast, we want to uh, take this part of the podcast to thank you for listening. We've been doing this for over six years, so you guys uh, are a big part of it, why we keep on keeping on. Uh, the multiple uh, thousands of downloads that we get every month is uh, very encouraging, and it's also thanks to you guys listening, to you listeners right now, uh, because you help spread the word of the podcast, whether it be yes. from texting a link of your favorite episode to a friend or uh, giving us a rating review. Both those things are extremely helpful, so if you haven't done either of those yet, please do so. That's all we ask. It's just a little bit of participation. Yeah. Just skip on over there. Apple Podcasts, put a little rating, pop a little comment in there, mm-hmm. you know, just a little low effort, low Nick effort. is great. Nick has <laughs> such a good voice. He, Nick carries has all these. The, he carries the podcast. Nick has, you know, some great ideas. Uh, sorry. Just, you know. <laughs> Just something, just ideas. I'm just throwing the ideas out to yeah. people. So, uh, also, you can follow us on Instagram at the ATF Podcast. So, uh, the housekeeping items are checked off. So, now we're going to go into our training recaps. How was your week of training this week? It was actually really good. Nice. Um, coming back from vacation, it was. 
it was definitely on my mind that it was going to be a little bit challenging to get back into routine. Mm -hmm. But I've not really gotten into much of a routine, it felt like, um, of late. So I decided to try to recommit to Mm -hmm. making time for myself and for doing my regular training session. So I actually did two spinning classes. I did a workout that you put together Mm -hmm. for lower body for me. And I did a yoga class. And I also was going to do some yin yoga, but instead I stayed in bed on Saturday. So it was a relaxing time staying in bed i probably could have done the yin yoga but yeah it's oh well yeah that's the one that i missed Mm -hmm. so for me that's pretty good lately um but what about you i had a great week of work uh workouts i should say uh i really got back to it because i did very very little um, during vacation besides walking and enjoying myself, which was planned, of course. Um, but I knew I was going to get back to it hard. So got back to, uh, going to the gym, obviously to LA fitness local, you know, the big box gym here in town, uh, to do some lifting several times, got several sauna sessions in, got Peloton in this week. Um, I stayed away from jujitsu because I was feeling a little uh, sickly uh, at the end of last week. Um, so you guys might have heard it on last week's podcast. So uh, I didn't really feel right until later in the week. Um, so, but I did finally go to jujitsu on Friday and actually felt pretty good. It was my first roll uh, or rolls, several rolls, rolling rounds with uh, in my blue belt. My brand new blue oh, belt. Oh, yeah. So I put brand it on and I feel like it gave me like belts. superpowers, you know. <laughs> I was doing <laughs> stuff that I'd never done before, you know. It was just, it was like I was a maybe whole new does. person. Yeah, you know? So I felt very, actually, for missing almost two weeks of jiu-jitsu, I felt very um, accomplished and very satisfied, I should say, with my performance for being away for so long. So I feel like I didn't really... Uh, get injured too much, and then of course I woke up the next morning. My neck was like I couldn't turn my neck. Like yeah, there's. It's, I don't know if this is going to translate via podcast, but there's like a. I guess it's like Instagram reels or or GIF that like you know remember Batman in his suit. You know, yeah, Batman. He can't like actually turn his head. He has yeah. to like move his whole shoulders like yep. this. Oh, That's yeah. how everybody who does jujitsu feels. That's how they have to turn. <laughs> oh, their whole geez. body has to turn. Their neck no longer turns. So that they're like Batman in a suit. So um, <laughs> that's how I felt a little bit the last couple of days. But definitely feeling good and looking for another nice week of workouts and hopefully multiple jujitsu classes. Um, so uh, we actually have a have a tournament on the schedule for the end of August. So mm. we'll be training for that. So more of that to come. So that's it for the training recaps. Now... We are going to talk about this topic that you discovered, and obviously I think I've mentioned earlier that I've heard this before, the idea of basically starving um, uh, cancer or tumor. Yeah. You know, like basically uh, the thought is that, you know, uh, tumors feed more on glucose or on sugar. Um, And this idea, according to this article that you found in the New York Times, actually 
uh, brought up in like the 1920s. Yeah. Physiologists. I know, which, I mean, I feel like I've heard about this study Mm -hmm. going like back to when I was a child. Yeah. I'm a child of the 80s. Yes, I'm dating myself. Not the 20s. Um, (laughs) No. No. Not future. Um, But yeah, it was... I, it's been around, it's been this concept that has stuck in just sort of the general zeitgeist, yeah. I guess, that sugar is bad. Sugar makes you sick. Like, if you have too much sugar, it's going to make you right. get cancer or something. Right. And it that study ended up spurring a whole bunch of things, like all of the... Remember when things had like low mm. sugar, no sugar, yep. and then they they got really really popular with like fake sugars. So all the sugar substitutes like sweet and low, sweet and low. That's right. Was sort of created to fill that hole and be like, oh, we're not sugar, we're not bad. Now we're all like, oh my gosh, do not touch, <laughs> do not tr- touch the like chemically created sweeteners. Yeah. Which also might be overreaction, but another podcast topic. But it's interesting because, like you said, this was this idea was from a study over a hundred years ago uh, from a German physiologist who noticed that certain cancer cells fed more on glucose, and it just happened to be uh, certain types of cancer cells. But it was uh, it kind of spawned, I guess, and kind of what what's the word Uh, telephone? Remember the telephone game? Yeah. Or like somebody says one thing and then you trace the it. The original like, message, it gets completely warped by the yeah. time it gets to the so last like person. So like the idea that this guy found out that certain types of cancer cells actually feed more on glucose um, got translated into that cancer feeds on sugar. And that if you don't eat sugar, then you won't get cancer or your cancer won't essentially progress. Which is uh, apparently, according to this article, um, not accurate, you know. The article goes in depth about how, um, yes, excess sugar can lead to, you know, the proliferation of tumors or maybe even the, I would say, I guess, instances of cancer. But it's Uh actually, it's kind of more of correlation, not causation. You know, like they they talk about it in this article about how... um, Basically, people that are obese and or or have diabetes, which can be a byproduct of consuming excess sugar over time, um, or yes. items you know high in excess sugars or added sugars, um, people who are have diabetes and obesity are more likely to um, develop cancers or be at risk of developing cancers than somebody that eats a balanced diet and is not obese or has diabetes. So, I mean, that's kind of the the thought. And I've always heard, and I've heard people talk about how uh, how ketosis, being in ketosis can help um, basically mitigate cancer or, I don't know if it's reduce your risks of getting cancer or your risk of getting cancer and or if you have cancer, basically uh, slow the proliferation of cancer cells, being in ketosis. Yeah. Well... Um, obviously this article kind of disagreed with that. It even says that, you know, cancer cells actually can feed on fat cells too. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily just, 
that sugar is what the uh, what cancer is after. And right. I actually consulted with one of my clients who's actually a cancer doctor, an oncologist. He's about to start his residency here in town. And uh, I'm going to read his uh, response. Um, he said he fully agrees with the article, uh, the idea that you know having a well-balanced diet is more uh, helpful to cancer patient or basically preventing getting cancer than mm-hmm. just totally avoiding sugar altogether. He said, this is a common question I get from cancer patients. Many of our treatments are very intense and trying an intense change in a diet at the same time can make things worse. Obviously, you want to eat as healthy as possible with a balanced diet. Try to reduce refined carbohydrates because a healthy body can fight cancer better. But that being said, if you need a treat every now and then, I'd rather you enjoy that than try to try a diet that makes you miserable. Cancer in its treatment is tough. There's no reason to make it harder when there's no proven benefit to Im- for improved outcomes. Also, just as an aside, if you if you're in ketosis, your body will still do glucone- glucone- gluconeogenesis. That's a long one. So it's kind of a moot point, in my opinion. Because yeah, your body has to produce glucose. Glucose is the primary. Um, basically energy molecule in our body mm-hmm. um, or provides energy. And so basically, if you're not ingesting glucose, your body will produce glucose, uh, converting fat to glucose. Um, so, uh, it, it, and, you know, that the article goes through, you know, kind of the reason why I think the, the I don't call it a myth necessarily, but the idea of, you know, cancer, you know, I guess, proliferating in a sugary bodies, um, I think it kind of puts it to rest. And, you know, uh, my, my, my uh, client, who's my, uh, also a cancer doctor, reiterated the same thing. It's like, I think for everything, when it comes to, and it comes back to a point, I think we have constantly on this podcast, is like, yeah, moderation for everything. You know, you want to be... 80, I don't, I hate putting numbers on it. You don't, that's not always 80, 20, but like I said, trying to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, you know, um, staying away from things that are like, that are high in fat, like, um, you know, processed meats, um, maybe going more with the lean proteins, um, you know, doing a lot of uh, plant-based, uh, proteins also is helpful, you know, I mean, obviously there's going to be outliers. People are going to, um, be, uh, some individuals are going to be more susceptible to cancers, but that's a lot to do with genetics and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I think the the main takeaway is that you know if you totally remove sugar from your diet, it's not really going to give you a better chance of you know not getting cancer and or surviving cancer. Yeah, well, and I think that there's been a lot of confusion with sugar and even I. I got into reading like sugar substitutes, sugar substitutes. There's been as many studies about sugar substitutes causing cancer and Mm -hmm. being toxic for you. Um, that I think people think like, you know, they think of that or sugar. It's just, it's all related to cancer. You know, I mean, for over a hundred years, the first, the first like artificial sweetener was used in 1901, mm-hmm. which was right following the study that you're talking about, essentially, or like right around the same time as that yeah, study. Yeah, a, a couple, a decade or so before. Yeah, but um, 
you know, there's, we have this thought in our head that sugar's bad and, and for a long time it was vilified. Yes. And we've talked about on this podcast how your body sees food as fuel. It's using food. It's turning it either into energy to grow and build, or it's kind of sitting as a toxin in your body. Mm -hmm. And sugar has a role, but it really, it's all about like quality and quantity. And in moderation, Sugar serves a very crucial role. It's what our our cells need. Um, and one of the things that kind of continues to come up in studies more than what sugar's doing nowadays is all around inflammation. Mm-hmm. So it seems really interesting that, you know, if there's a recommended diet, like your your client, that the Mediterranean diet, yeah. it's a lower sugar, lean meat, lots of fresh yeah, produce, and yeah. yeah, lots of lots of plants, um, low fat, dairy. You know, right. it's just it's interesting that that is continuously where it's that true. sort of just solid recommendation for eating is. It's like eat clean. And also thinking about anti-inflammatory foods. Yeah. I th- I think, like I said, it's, it, and you kind of nailed a couple things on the head. It's like, it, it's the moderation. It's like trying to vilify one macronutrient, whether it be sugar, whether it be, which is carbs, carbs or fats, uh, fat or protein. I mean, they've, trying to, they've like all had their moment. Yeah, exactly. And it's just <laughs> like. It's the, I think it's the excess of one that's really mm-hmm. kind of the the issue, whether it be the excess of carbs or the excess of fat or the excess of protein. I think that's where people start really can can really run into trouble. It's like a balanced diet. That word, it keeps being used. We got there using an article. My client used it. Um, it's balanced. You need to be balanced. You know, don't, I mean, it, it's hard to prior to, prioritize one. Uh, over the other because they're all essential you know that's mm-hmm. you know that's uh, it, it, they need we need it to really optimize um to be optimal so i think uh trying to you know the carnivore diet or being ketosis to treat cancer and i think that's it, i think it's human nature really you're trying to figure out what's the best right. way to treat this you know and, and you want to optimize your chances right true truly yeah. Which, I mean, makes complete sense. Yeah. I, and I think, like, uh, I it's I think being balanced, and you're right, we do come back every time we look at, like, rankings for best diets. It's Mediterranean. It's always up there because, like you said, mostly plant-based, lean proteins, um, nuts and oils and things like that, like olive oil specifically. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's things that have a lot of... Um, I would say beneficial nutritional properties and, you know, are, uh, I think fall in that anti-inflammatory category. Yeah. And I know it's not even mentioned, I mean, a mention, but this might be a topic that we explore more in the future. You know, the idea of, uh, uh, you know, 
I don't know, living with cancer, you know, being diagnosed and living with cancer might be something we explore more about, you know, the benefit of exercise when it comes to that. I know I'm sure energy levels are drastically lowered when you're going through treatments, cancer treatments, but um, how beneficial maybe... We know how beneficial exercise is. I wonder how the how many studies are about it if if you're dealing with cancer, right? You know, so that's going on a little bit tangent, but yeah. I think that's a it's a combination. I think it's always diet and exercise is really how you optimize. If you're not if you're worried about preventing yourself from getting cancer, I think walking on the the balance between those two things is key. yeah. And I mean, so much of this is getting like into a totally different different like section of science mm-hmm. but so much of what cancer is it's it's a mutation in the genes like on your genetic level that causes a change in your body that you know really allows for the growth of those mm-hmm. those cells it's it's kind of impossible at this point even though they can look at your genes and say what you have a propensity for because of you know what you've inherited or your lifestyle your body your genes they change like they they change what the world does to you changes and has an impact on that that like base level code Mm. actually can be changed by our experiences in our lives. And there can be mutations that, you know, it that aren't necessarily written in there. So can we guarantee that nobody's mm. going to be able to get cancer because they live a healthy lifestyle? No. Yeah. So it's, it is a very challenging thing. We don't want to diminish there's so much more than we understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly it's, I think, on everybody's mind at some point in your life, if not at all points of your life, you want to do the best for yourself. You know, quality food, mm-hmm. minimizing, um, really minimizing excessive anything. <laughs> yeah in your in your diet is going to be a great idea. Yeah. So certainly we're this is an area I think we're we're still learning more and we know we need to expand our knowledge yeah. into how this all fits into your health and fitness journey and how you do this but the good news is that there is a lot of science out there. There's more than we can wrap our heads around in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody does have like questions or comments or they've gone through particular treatments and have had experience, let us know. Like this is this is an area we definitely haven't touched. Yeah. And um I think it's it's something that definitely needs to be included in our in our podcast yeah so I mean, good news is is that you don't have to cut out sugar that's what we found out today ultimately it, it to goes back, back it goes back to, to the truth of like it's not about cutting things out yeah and i really liked your clients feedback going through if you're going through cancer treatment right. 
it's already hard. Like don't, don't go and like make it even harder by removing some, maybe some of your favorite foods. Yeah. Like indulge. You definitely are going to deserve it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's things in moderation, but yeah. So studies frequently (laughs) get disproved down the line. (laughs) That's another big point to call out is, you know, that's, that's always interesting to right. me. It's like, how long does it take for a study to get disproved? But right. sugar, it's actually not, it's not the uh, villain <laughs> that we regularly make it out to be, but our overuse of it yeah, maybe excess has is the become, villain, right? yeah, excessive use has really become the villain. Right. So, yeah, so that is uh, uh, kind of the main topic of today's podcast and now since we've covered that now we're going to cover what's got us pumped and i think we have similar things that got us pumped this week they're related for sure that's right and this is a sign of the time folks because uh both of those are things that have has us that have us pumped that got got us pumped that pumped us up pumped us up are related to prime day yeah so yes, Prime shopping, that's right. Amazon Prime. I don't know uh, if anybody else participated in it, but we did, both you and I. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I'm gonna, can I admit something right now on the podcast? Yes. This is just, I haven't said this to anybody else, but you were like, oh, are you excited for Prime Day? And I was just like, oh. I was like, I don't think we need to buy anything right now. Hope she, I was like, hope Shannon doesn't buy too many things on Prime Day. And then I realized I ended up, after I said that, I think I bought a half a dozen things on Prime Day after that. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> really just hope I don't buy any more things on Prime Day. Seriously. Anywho, I feel so, like I did extremely well. What I did, and I'll go first and then you can follow up, is that I bought new shoes. So I bought a pair of, I'm going to open up my Prime right now and say, um, I haven't tried this brand before. I literally saw a client wearing this at a gym, uh, wearing it at a gym, at my gym. And I was like, man, those look nice. They look, you know, kind of almost, I wouldn't say they're like um, barefoot shoes. Um, I think, what do they call them? Like uh, minimalist, thank you. Oh, um, yeah. So like I've been using those for cross trainers as of late. So just because I, I, don't, I don't need a ton of padding, I do like to walk with them, but I'm not going to run with them. So these oh, are yeah. Witten, Witten men's cross trainers. Um, so it's kind of like an introduction to barefoot minimalist minimalist shoes. So one thing I did like about these, is they said they had a wide toe box. Um, so I'm definitely, I, love, I got a big wide um, toe box, the front part of the ball of my foot. So I definitely need that. And I like, I like the, uh, the kind of the low profile. Um, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't say they look like slippers, but. Um, I am going to say <laughs> though. Like, I feel like you're living, like, the professional trainer stereotype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're walking around, you're almost barefoot shoes. Yeah. Now, you know, <laughs> it's, it's adorable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really... Well, I need good cross trainers, so... I am... Hey, <laughs> footwear is something I will never discourage people from buy, buying, like, 
good footwear. Yeah, and I got about $30 off for the Prime Day, so I was pretty excited about that. Yeah. Yep. So what about you? What did you pick up? Well, I'm going to, first of all, I'm just going to say, until we got, like, until, like, I started the day on Monday, mm-hmm. like, started the work day, I didn't even remember that Prime Day was last yeah. week. I had completely blocked it out with everything else. It wasn't really on my radar. I vaguely remember that it was happening in July. But then, like, all of the news came out about it. And most of my day is reading the news. Mm. So I saw it, and I was like, oh, I'll probably take a look at it. Well, I had I had some things in mind where I'm like, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for these kinds of items. But I, too, was like, we just went on vacation. I do not need to be spending money right now. I feel like a little bit cash poor right now. Mm -hmm. And I went into Prime Day thinking, like, if I can get, like, certain things, I'll be happy. And I ended up up sending you stuff that you ended up getting. Yeah, passing over to me. I was like, oh, hey, you you said that this was, like, something you really wanted to get. (laughs) So maybe I, like, passed the buck on that. But what really got me pumped was that it got me thinking and officially started the gears turning around Christmas, which... Mm -hmm. There may be some people that are, like, ready to shut off the podcast now. I do not get all of my Christmas shopping done before the holidays, usually. I am in the same boat as everybody else in terms of finishing my shopping. But it is something that I do not like to stress about during the holidays. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that Prime Day exists, one of the things I liked was that a bunch of other retailers are also feeling the pressure to compete with Prime Day. And so I was reading an article in the New York Times, and they had other sales on other websites that were big discounts. I'm talking Mm. 50 to 60% off. And those were the sales that I ended up taking advantage of to really kickstart my Christmas shopping. And I'm like, it's kind of like how people wait until Black Friday to do a lot of their Christmas shopping. I was like, for me, this was that because I was able to save on the things that, you know, the nice things that I wouldn't have wanted to pay full price or couldn't really pay pay full price for. But it also just got me thinking about if I kind of stretched Mm -hmm. my shopping over the months Yes, I'll probably still be finishing shopping during the holidays, but it's going to be a lot less painful mm-hmm. doing it all within like two months at the end of the year because in addition to the holidays, we have birthdays, yep. specifically your birthday. I also have some other friends and family members that have their birthday that time of year. So it's it's not like a light lift. Mm-hmm. I would like to lighten the load. I would like to work smarter, not harder. Well, that's a first step. So this year, that really, I felt like that really happened. And it it got me thinking that way. Got so that pumped. now I've, it's definitely got me pumped. It's got me pumped that I'm, I'm getting a head start. 
Nice. So, yeah. Happy to hear it, and hopefully you guys are happy to hear this. Another episode in the books. I think this is number 373. Yep, That's we're getting up there, folks. Getting quickly so approaching, up. quickly approaching 400. So mm-hmm. we're starting to put our uh, minds together to see what uh, we want to do for the 400th episode. Uh, well, if you guys have any ideas, let us know. Uh, send us a message, a DM on Instagram at the ATF Podcast, or you can let it leave it in your rating review when you leave us one on Apple Podcasts. Got anything else for him tonight? Don't think so. This has been another edition of the Addicted Fitness Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.